With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. I need like two more minutes of drums before we can kick this thing off. I need a, I need a boost, a boost of energy. I need a jolt, if you will. So did that following main event. That, uh, <laughs> following uh, the final 25 minutes of that card. But in the end, Magomed Ankalaev picks up his eighth consecutive victory. He defeats Tiago Santos, a tactical performance. From Ankle and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gets the win. And uh, up, up to that point, this card was really, really good. It lived up to the expectations, but sometimes you got to close out the way you started to, to keep the flow going. And it didn't really happen here. But we're going to talk about this card anyway, because there were some very good moments. I am Mike Heck. Jed Bashu is here once again. And E. Casey Live is here on the ones and twos. And Jed, I'm just going to kick it over to you, my man. We just saw 25 minutes of fighting. And uh, to to quote our good friend Alexander K. Lee, that was a fight. It was a fight. Your thoughts on on the fight, (laughs) Ankalive's victory. I mean, not the most aesthetically pleasing performance, but uh, but a win is a win. Like, is is that fair to say, or are we just we can't even go in that? I mean, he won. Right he he won because he's getting the win bonus. But man, he blurred the line between winning and total apathy because that fight sucked. Like, and I blame. Frankly, I'm gonna be honest. I blame it entirely on him. I know that it takes two to tango. And we can get into why that fight looked the way it did. And sure, both men played a part to it. But 
It's not Tiago Santos's fault that that fight sucked. It's Magomed Ankalaev's fault that that fight sucked. And I blame him entirely, and I'm going to keep blaming him, even though I have, you know, predicted he's going to be the light heavyweight champion at the end of the year. Because, man, what the hell? Like, you just can't do like that. We all talked about it all in the lead up. It was this is the fight. He wins this fight. He's going to get to fight the winner of Yuri Glover. That's it. That's gone, baby. That's out. Like, I know he came in saying at the end, well, I think I don't care. You Leon Edwards the hell out of yourself with that nonsense. Wow. Get out of here, Wow. And you got, like, you Dude, we're we're live, Jay. We can't take that back. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't want to take it back. <laughs> I hope someone sees this and is like, yeah, look, you. he's right. Because if you had just tried to do stuff, you probably would have won. And then having done stuff, been fun enough to be like, all right, that's the dude. There's a reason we were talking about him. There's a reason he was a minus 800 favorite or whatever. Instead, we just got that, man. Like, I don't – again, I'm not a professional fighter, and I can't get inside their head. But it boggles my mind whenever we see stuff like this. And it happens a lot. It's not just Magomed Ankalaev, but, like, you have everything you've ever wanted on the line, and that's the performance you put forth, like – what the hell, dude? Yeah, and and here's the thing, Casey. We had two examples of guys who are looking to take that next step on this card. Like, next level Very stuff, different. had the opportunity Very to make, to make a statement. <laughs> yes, Song Yudong just went after Marlon Marais because if, if anyone broke down that fight, the way that Song Yudong actually fought, people would have been like, that is a terrible idea. You're going to let Marlon Marais just like, blow himself out then you go after him song Yudong is like nope i'm gonna go right in this dude's face and i'm gonna knock his block off did not care and he did magomed ankle the exact opposite this was not a title shot thing and you know what casey if you're alexander rakic and jan blahovich right now you're you're very happy are you not like you are thrilled because he just went from probably the front of the line to like third in line if we're being honest after that performance your thoughts on the fight I'll be the mean one. You can be nice. <laughs> I'll try to be a good cop here. You can be um, a good cop because I'm coming with heat. If if the point of the game is to hit and not get hit, I mean, he didn't get hit as much, so it was a good night for him. And um, back to you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Family Feud. Good answer. <laughs> Survey says. <laughs> okay, okay. From from a pure entertainment standpoint, and we and we and we can't lie to ourselves. MMA is entertainment. It, has, it needs to be entertainment too. Yeah, that that, that fight stunk entertainment wise. From a martial arts perspective, yeah, Ankalaev did what he needed to do was get the W and not get injured. Yeah, he might he might need a couple of stitches on his shin, but um, Tiago Santos is a scary dude, and I, I don't know. It's yeah. Yeah, it ain't gonna get him a title shot. No, he's gonna. He actually might. We might move him down in the rankings because of that fight, just because we want to be jerks. But um, it happens, and Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that was the best. That was the best rankings. good cop I could do. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I thought the takedowns were gonna be there. We're in the small cage. Like I, I know he doesn't. They were there. The they were there yeah. all night. 
all he night they were there. He was back. Like Tiago Santos is like, I'm going to take the middle and then I'm just going to stand with my back against the fence. Oh, I'm, and I'm just going to walk all the way around the back of the fence. Like you're, he's welcoming you in to take him down. And he waited to the fourth round to engage in any clinches. It was just such a bizarre performance. Like, I don't know if there was an injury there and I, I don't know, but the, his answer was, eh, I just wanted to go five rounds to see what it was like when he was asked like, was, how he graded his My coaches told me to do it. And I was like, no. <laughs> Why? What? What was the happening? first <laughs> the first attempt at a takedown? He took him down so easily. So easily. Like you could have I thought he was gonna do that in the first round. He was gonna lay on him for three minutes. Just second round is gonna be very similar. And then Tiago's just gonna go for broke in the third, and then Uncle Live is gonna knock him out. Like that's the way I saw the fight going, and it just was the complete opposite. It was like the George Costanza of fights. I, like, this is what I've done my whole life, but I'm going to do the complete opposite. And that's what happened. Like, that is what happened. Not good. Okay. Just uh, not good. A bit of a counter argument, I guess. How do you beat Ankalaev then? If you go at him like Kudalaba did, you get knocked out. If you kind of wait, 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 I guess, I don't know, whatever Santos did tonight, that doesn't work either. How do you beat the man? Oh, I think Santos actually fought like really smart. Um, okay, so. I think he, I think he did I not. Agree. Again, and that's again why I'm not blaming Tiago Santos for what happened, um, for a number of reasons. I think he was 60, 70 percent to the way to approach fighting, especially after what we just saw. So, not to get too into the weeds, basically exactly what happened is the same thing that Anderson Silva used to happen. We talked about it before yeah. we went on air. Uncle I have wants to pressure draw offense onto himself and then counter while you are backed up and coming at him. And the couple of times that Santos did, in fact, just be like, oh, swing, he got clipped, like, cleanly because Ankalaev is very good at catching that. But when Santos stopped doing that, Ankalaev did not have any tools beyond continuing to faint and waiting for Santos to do the dumb thing. When Santos wouldn't do the dumb thing, they just were in a staring contest. We saw that same thing happen with Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Like, that's basically exactly what that fight was. It was just two guys trying to counter and go about it in different ways. And I think Santos is right, because if Ankalaev is that anemic to generating his own offense, like, you can take advantage of that. You either have to make your shots count, like Romero did against Adesanya, if you're some people, me, and scoring that fight, you either the these small periods of offense have to be very effective, or you have to do what Adesanya did against Romero, which is fill the gaps with stupid offense. All right, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, leg kick. Not even damaging leg kicks, just mm-hmm. tapping him to score points and do that. Because if Ankalaev is is just not going to do anything, which for big portions of this fight. He got Santos into the positions he wanted every time without issue and just did nothing. Like, if he's going to not do that, you can take advantage of that very effectively. Or not, well, not fun, but effectively, I guess. I, w- I want to bring up this comment. I really like this comment. Um, we were talking about, you know, did this actually hurt Ankalaev as far as getting a title shot? And I want to bring this one up. I think, it's, I think it brings a good point. We said the same thing after Cyril, Cyril beat Volkov. Then he came back and fought for the title. Ankle Life will get touched up. This performance is fine. 
No, we didn't say that. We thought Cyril's performance against Volkov was way better than it was the Jarzinho one we had an issue with, and his stock did not rise from that. Fight. Wanna be, also, want to be clear, uh, he fought he fought Derek Lewis for an interim belt because the UFC wanted to screw over Francis Ngannou. But That's he wasn't like, but he did get a main event and a pay per view. I'm just, I'm just trying to. I'm not saying necessarily he gets a title shot, but. Maybe the UFC oh, won't, won't hate this fight as much as we're kind of despising they're this not fight. Gonna, they're not going to bury him because he's still one of the five best light heavyweights in the world. But he, if he had done anything good, he is getting the next title fight. And now it's probably Alexander Rakic. And like if Yuri beats Glover, it's the winner of Rakic Blahovic. Like that's it. That's 100%. that is the fight. Yeah. Exactly. If if Glover I think it's the winner Yuri, either way. Uh, if Glover beats Yuri, I don't know, or I don't know that Jan gets in a, like a rematch that quickly. I think that could create a, a bit of interest, but that guy who that fight has pole position now, and Uncle Ive is gonna have to take another one. And that's again, I'm not even saying I think he should have come and been more offensive with the hands because he was touching Tiago up to the with the body jab with the teep. Yes, it was it, that allowed Santos to come back with some more counters. But like, if the thing you want to do is hit him after he hits you, and he's going to swing after you teep him, maybe just teep him a bunch, and then you're going to generate the ball rolling where you want it. I don't know, but mostly you should just taking him down and beat him up on top. If he had had a grinding decision where he at least generated offense, we're still going to put him in a title fight. But he didn't. He landed like three strikes per minute or something absurdly low for a 25-minute fight. Like he just – there's no way he can get a title fight off of that now. And that's entirely on him. Like he was he was the author of his fate there, and he handed a title fight to two other dudes when he had inside track because he, he wouldn't listen to his coaches and take the dude down. It boggles my mind. I'm very upset if you can't tell. <laughs> the, other, the other point I'll make to that – to that comment is that title fight had less to do with Cyril gone and much more to do with Derek Lewis because of where that card was taking place. So let's put that into perspective as well. Cause if Derek Lewis was coming off of two losses or Derek Lewis like was injured or that card was anywhere else in the country, we wouldn't, that fight would not have been headlining. Cool. And it, it, Cyril just happened to be the guy that was just like next in line. But who are we going to throw in there with Derek Lewis? Oh, we'll throw Cyril gone in there. It's a win-win for us. Either we get Ciro versus Ngannou or Derek Lewis gets his big moment in Houston and we do Derek Lewis versus Ngannou. So it was more about Derek than it was for, than it was Ciro for, for being honest with ourselves. And listen, he won the fight. He, he got two paychecks. So frig us. Who cares what we have to say? But in, in terms of him getting into a main event and getting into a title fight, I mean, do you think the UFC is going to rush him into a, a main event for the light heavyweight title? I don't think so. That... Please go, Casey. Oh, would they, they rush him back into another, say, another fight night main event? I think he's still a fight night main eventer. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Probably I'll tell you just what. because the number, but I don't know. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I have the perfect fight. Because when Glover Teixeira chokes Yuri Prohashka unconscious. Oh, that fight June, hit it. They were going to do Anka Live versus Yuri Prohashka. That's the fight. That fight will be awesome because Yuri is not yeah. going to let Uncle I have stand and stare at him. So that fight will be bangers. I mean, I could be totally but, wrong, but I'm not. I'm not backing off the Glover prediction that I've been making for like <laughs> six months now. I'm just not doing it. 
you have a corner, stand on it. I respect it. <laughs> we we move on. I just want to say, like, Mike's right. Everybody's right. He won. He got the W. That's the most important thing. But you really need, like, if you're a fighter, you need to look at fights as, like, they are not just fights. There are They are opportunities to do a number of things. The, the core baseline is you want to win because you got to get two paychecks. That is the most important thing. Mm. But on top of that, you want to build a brand. You want to establish yourself. You want to move up the rankings. You want to build better paychecks for you down the line. You want to build fans. He did none of thing. Uh, he did mission A and failed every other mission, like every single one of them. And so it is technically a success but he had a real opportunity to make himself way more than he is. And he fumbled the bag, the ball, whatever you want to call it. And it sucked to watch. It was awful. Yeah. We'll see what happens with uh, Tiago Santos. We'll see what happens with Ankle Live. Again, he might be in an interesting spot because when October rolls around, if they need a fight for the return to Abu Dhabi in the light heavyweight title, maybe they just slide him in there. For, for, from a geographical perspective, but I mean, that's what one of, one of those free man. daytime um, ESPN plus pay per views. <laughs> It'll be like the co main event. It'll be the yeah. feature bout and like a three title fight yeah. card. Like, there's no way that's headlining. Like, Islam oh, yeah. versus, the, I mean, the lightweight title will take precedent over that one. This, it's undoubtedly going to happen. So, maybe Anka Life is just simply, he's a, unfortunately, he will be a five round fighter, but. He's a guy you, you only need to see for 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe that's just it. Maybe it's just, a, just those extra 10 minutes were just a li- after four after 13 fights, 13 very good fights too, and to kind of end it with that, it was just the fourth round was his best round. It was his best round. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to help him out. Sorry. <laughs> you just He's just not going to adapt himself. And that's like, that's the frustrating thing because he could have made changes. He could have adapted anything he was doing. It wasn't. And I think there are a lot, we could get deep into the weeds on why I think that's strategically horrendous because like say this all the time, playing it safe is actually one of the stupidest and least effective ways that fighters can fight because you are by definition, allowing your opposition more time in the fight by not, putting the hammer down on him when you have it and so like the safe way to fight tiago santos was not what Ankalaev did it was to body lock him take him down and thrash him on top until santos broke or got tired or just for 25 minutes because it's real tough to knock someone out when you're on when you're on the ground it's very difficult he didn't do any of that and so like it just he he's not going to adjust just book him against Yiri because Yiri will play the game that he wants to play. And so that fight will be fun. But it's I think he's in that Anderson Silva thing where if someone wants to fight him smart, it's probably going to suck to watch. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to 1500 bucks if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. You guys want to play the bonus game? Yes. Sure, I love the bonus game. Chad, um, go. go, go bonus ahead. game predictions. Uh, I am predicting four performances, no fight of the night. Um, I am going to give Song Yudong, Khalil Roundtree Jr., uh, Cody Brundage, and Azamat Mirzakhanov. Casey. This is what I would give. Four performance bonuses. <laughs> Random Maverick. Uh, Khalil Roundtree. Song Yudong. And... Uh, the very first uh, the Az- Azamat. <laughs> I'm, I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not going to say his last name. But I, I, I'm Here's assuming Fight of the Night went to Dober McKinney. That's going to bother the hell out of me. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Dober McKinney, and then it's going to be Yudong and Roundtree. Those are going to be your bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. I, we'll see what happens. Maybe the UFC will be super giving tonight. Put us all in a better mood after that main event by just giving all the bonuses. All the Man, bonuses. They should really just stop giving performance bonuses and just do finish bonuses. It's like a way better way to do this. It's like a substantially better way to do the things they're trying to achieve. But how are you going to make record yep. profits if you're just giving out money, man? I, because if if all of your fighters are incentivized to finish people, you're going to make record money because you're going to have a way better product. <laughs> Tell Ankalai. Tell I would just like scrap scrap win bonuses entirely and just finish bonuses. Like it's double your paycheck. Go try and fight somebody. Don't stare at them for twenty five minutes. Man, imagine that. Like no win bonuses. You get a flat rate, win or lose. But if you get the finish, 
Double. Double. Go for it. Hammer and tongs, baby. Well, one person that went for it, like we talked about, was Song Yudong. Co-main event. What a performance. Just goes right after Marlon Marais. Big uppercut. I mean, the fight was over. As soon as soon as Marlon hit the mat, it was done. Huge win for Song Yudong. You have to think, as exciting as Marlon Marais is, mm-hmm. and even though the resume and the guys that he's lost to at this point, you have to think there's a chance that Marlon Marais is not long for this UFC world any longer. But we'll see what happens. But Casey, your your thoughts on on Song Yudong's performance? Because 24 years of age, this kid's only going to get better, and that was a massive performance tonight. Yeah, um, every card has one that's just like, just like this, just a breakout performance, and this is this is his definitive breakout performance against Mon Marais tonight. Um, it was a great matchup on paper. the The matchup made sense in terms of these guys' career tra- trajectories. And um, holy crap, um, a little humble brag on our topology picks. I went thirteen for fourteen tonight, and the only fight I freaking missed was this fight. I was still on the Marlon Marais um, band, uh, hype train. I still believed in him. And, um, yeah, uh, Song Gedong showed up tonight. And, uh, yeah, he's the real deal. Um, I don't know if he's a top five guy, but um, he would definitely be in the top ten for a while. And he is super exciting. And, heck, man, congratulations on that, getting that extra money, man. You That was freaking awesome and so violent. And I'm going to be bummed if Martin Marais leaves the UFC or retires, apparently, because um, <laughs> it would be kind of crazy that Chris Montino will maybe still get another fight in the UFC, but they get rid of, you know, <laughs> Martin Marais. But um, that's how it goes, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, Marlon's got places to go. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I we know. Just, we, we know who his manager is. He can go fight for Eagle FC, make more money, fight lesser competition and live a happy life. Time. Yeah, that's all upside, baby. Yep. Yes. So I mean, I it, it's okay. You don't. We don't need to cry for Mar for Mara no. Marais here. We just don't because he's got opportunities. He's an exciting guy. Go ahead. How do you guys think Henry Cejudo will butcher his name? Because I feel like you should be able to pronounce Marlon Marais, but it is Henry Cejudo. <laughs> Mar- it, oh, it'll be that, what's that key, that key and pill skit with the substitute teacher and he he keeps mispronouncing everyone's name like hey aaron yeah hey, i don't aaron. know what the thing hey aaron yeah that's 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 a hoodoo he's the, that's a that's a hoodoo in mma i hope Rass. honestly i hope he leans into the bit Rass. he should marlon morass it's definitely morass for sure more ass. <laughs> to, to go to, to, to go back to Song Dong, Jed. What did you think of his like? Where is his ceiling now? Because I think we're all very intrigued. We all thought there's a lot of potential there, but after this performance, did that exceed even your expectations to this point in his career? No, that was. Look, I, I missed on a number of fights this week. That was one that I I felt real good about the whole time. We talked about it in the pre-show. I, he looked, he was even more aggressive than I anticipated him being. He looked like he was trying to make a statement, um, which is theoretically the most dangerous way to fight Marlon Morass, but it wasn't <laughs> because he knocked him out immediately. And so there was no opportunity for, for Marlon Morais to, to stage a comeback because he didn't play with his food. He got, he got stuff done. 
Uh, I think his ceiling is champion. I'm not saying he's going to be champion, but he is 24 years old, and I think he is one of the six or seven best bantamweights in the world already. Um, I'd pick him to beat most guys outside of the top five and, you know, be competitive against a lot of the top five guys too. Like, I would ultimately take Cody Garbrandt to to beat him. Or not Cody Garbrandt, um, TJ Dillashaw, sorry. I had a brain <laughs> fart there. Um, he would kill Cody Garbrandt. Um, but I would take TJ Dillashaw to beat him, but I think that's probably a competitive fight, um, certainly for stretches of it. And in a couple of years, Dillashaw, a little more tread off the tires. Song Yudong is still well short of his prime. Like, he, he is 24. So I think he is... I will stake that he is absolutely going to compete for a title. Whether he wins will just kind of depend on what the, how much he can advance, kind of what his overall athletic ceiling is. But I think he's going to be a top five guy for a while. And dude's a hitter. I'm really excited to watch him continue to grow. We have bonuses. We do a fight Khalil at the round two. Khalil Roundtree. Okay. Song Yidong. Okay. Azamat Mirzakhanov. I think we're I think both Casey and I are three for three here. And fourth one. Mm-hmm. Cody Brundage. God. Yeah. Four for four, baby. Let's go. The UFC hate submissions. They hate submissions. They do. They Cody hate Brundage submissions. had a submission. Cody oh, he jumped the guillotine. Oh, he jumped man, the gilly. Really. He did the Dustin Poirier gilly jump. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> he was getting battered. Yeah, no, but, but was he, he was getting beat up. He was getting though. you're rewarding a guy getting beaten up. Brandon Maverick took. Uh, I'm still mad. Congratulations, oh. fighters. Congratulations, though. Brandon Maverick's overall performance was better, but Brundage yeah. was more cinematic. <laughs> Pizzazz, yeah, yeah. He yeah. A lot of style points because he got punished aggressively yeah Mar- yeah, yeah random maverick she's like oh I, I go to school i read books i'm getting a phd i'm not gonna get hit in the head i'm gonna actually win a fight you know not get touched that's not how she you make money in this sport. She wants to yeah. be a doctor? no they watched they watched ak on the preview show just just demean her and <laughs> <laughs> no nah, he didn't demean her i'm just joking I know. But he was like you know she wants to do other things maybe she's not into this martial arts thing and uh yeah so good win for Song Yidong. We'll see what happens with Maron Morais. Uh, I At this point, I kind of want Eagle FC, if we're being honest. I think he'd much, be much happier sure. over there. I think he can yeah. find much more success over there. Uh, Sodiq Yusuf, good win over Alex Caceres. Khalil Roundtree, we, we mentioned. Fantastic. Ooh, one of the best post-fight speeches. One of the best post-fight yeah. speeches. Oh, just incredible. That was amazing. Drew Dover, Terrence McKinney was ridiculous. Alex Pereira, Bruno Silva, great fight. Alex Barrera gets the win. Go ahead, Jed. We talk about that. Oh, I just want to say, Casey, who yeah. was better post-fight, Khalil Roundtree or Javid Basharat? Ooh, good one, good one. Um, uh, they they were both they were both very worthy. They were both very worthy. I, I enjoyed Roundtree just because the just the craziest thing. A lot of emotion. Yeah, a lot of emotion. A lot of emotion. Yeah, but that was the Roundtree that I was kind of hoping for in our Q and A. Is like. If like when he's on and he has that just that I don't know that's just crazy rage you know that's in him sometimes he is that he is so scary like there's like like I, I kind of tweeted like 
when that when he did that bot sorry, going back to the round tree fight sorry when he get, when he did that body shot that that when he kicked him uh he kicked him Roberson in the body like I was on my couch and I I winced like I had like pains that's that, that's how scary that that knockout was or just his viciousness so um man yeah when he's mean man he's good yeah he sometimes is wild isn't mean yeah. So. The lower his his fighting stance is, the meaner <laughs> he is. Like when he's up there and he's standing like kind of in an orthodox yeah, exactly. sort of kickboxing stance, you're just like, uh-oh, it's not going to be that great. But when he like – when those knees bend a little bit and he's crouching down and he looks like he's seven inches shorter than his opponent, you know violence is about to ensue and he did not let us down. That oh, and, that, and, that, and that image of, of Robertson still on the ground cowering up and Herb Dean – pulling Roundtree off and Roundtree's just looking at him like how dare you <laughs> like how dare you oh man that was just this sport is wild it's good to see him, it still shocks it's nice me to string things together yeah, yeah. Like, like after all these uh, years the, yeah. some of the violence that we see in there still shocks me it, it's it's just it's wild <laughs> man what? I think I'm gonna make my first on to the next one uh, submission for you Mike I'm excited okay cause I because Roundtree has decided he's going to just beat the brakes off K1 guys because <laughs> he somehow knocked out Gokensaki and uh, Carl Roberson like, fought a couple times in K1. Um, who's homie who fought the other weekend who went to K1? Some, come on. Wait. White guy opening fire of the card. He, wait, he, he fought in K1? Stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Give me oh, – I'm blanking on the name. I'll have it in just one second. <laughs> Dustin Jacoby. Oh, oh, fun glory. Yeah, yeah. The glory fighter. Yeah. yeah. Glory. Yeah. What, glory yeah. K1. Same, same, same. same. Uh, oh, yeah. That's my on to the round. next one submission. The round trick? Did, 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 did Jacoby just win or did he lose his last fight? I can't remember. No, he won. He won. He's, he's, in the, he's ranked now in, in the UFC rankings. Clear round tree, Dustin Jacoby. That's my on to yeah. the next one submission, Mike. Why not? It's a damn I want good my fight. Right no there. points. It's a damn good fight. Uh, what else? We'll go to the peeps in a minute because I'm sure they're going to touch on all the other stuff we'd want to talk about. Uh, Matthew Semmelsberg, good win. JJ Aldrich, nice win. Congratulations to Javid Basharat. Mm-hmm. Damon Jackson, looking tremendous. Damon, yeah. don't call me Martin Jackson. Miranda Maverick, good bounce back. Cody Brundage gets a bonus. Guido Canetti. I think Chris Moutinho, awesome. uh, I don't know. I, I, we might not awesome. see him again. We'll see. We'll see. And then uh, Azmat Mirzakhanov. Great start to the card. Uh, set the tone with that flying knee after looking not as good as we kind of thought he might. But, he, man, he finished strong in that third round. So We had fun three card. really big fight. comeback wins in this fight, like this card. So Merzikhanov, he was losing that fight. Brundage was losing that fight. And Drew Dober was losing that fight. Those yeah. three really nice comebacks. Actually, uh, it's a good card. I thought Damon Jackson lost a first round too um so uh yeah, yeah. i mean it wasn't not not the same amount of domination yeah, yeah not not the same level but yeah did aj fletcher win the first round too i think aj yeah AJ yeah fletcher did. yeah aj fletcher won the first round yeah there yeah. you go it's fun card i mean it was a good card it was can it was you really good how it, was, much, it was a good 13 fight card and then it was a main event <laughs> how much more would we like this card if the main event was song and dong marlon rice which it could have been like way It'd be way, which it could have been. Like yeah. that's no, that we, we've had worse main events this year than that. Like I think we'd all be like, this was one of the best fight night cards in a really long time. It's great. Yeah, 
I liked it. Well, it, it was a good card on paper, and I think it showed up. I think it was a good card and actual whatever. <laughs> and Phil Davis won again, by the way, Jed. In case you were wondering, I I uh, thought that he was winning handily, and that doesn't surprise me. Thirty twenty-sevens go, across the board. Best well light best light heavyweight of the night. He might he very much he His very well might be almost certainly the yeah. true. <laughs> All right, let's go to the peeps. See Here what they're the thinking. All right, do the peeps. This Bellator main event's about to kick off. Uh, here we go. Efrain Gonzalez. Oh, oh, sorry. Right, let me let me re let me refix this real quick. Sorry about it. Can you read it still? Yeah. Yeah. Why is everybody arguing on behalf of the promoter here, though? Ankle Life is still a problem, and we are fight fans. At the end of the day, his presence as a contender at 205 is still interesting. I don't know if I understand the first part of this question. Why are we arguing on behalf of the promoter? I think it's the entertainment factor. Uh, like, I think as a promoter, you really just are focused on the entertainment of it. I think that's what they're talking about. Sure. But um, I, I don't think any of us have been arguing on no. behalf of the promoter. I'm no. arguing on behalf of the fans, um, my eyeballs, uh, the fighters themselves who would have who are much benefited by not having performances like that. I think we covered it like pretty cleanly. Yeah. He did the thing he needed to do. He did win. He did not go about it in the most efficient way for being honest. I don't think he went about it in the safest way. And he definitely didn't go about it in a way that maybe him grounding Santos for five rounds. Isn't, isn't like that fun, but it's at least like much more dominant and gets him to a title fight, which is, Frankly, what I'm arguing for, I want him to win the title because me and me and Sean have a bet on it. <laughs> so, so I would be behooved if he wins the title. I want him to do better, and he did not do great for whatever reason that is. And I think his own coaches would tell you that based on him saying, my coaches told me I should keep wrestling him. And I was just like, nah. Nah. There's a total of 138 significant strikes landed in that entire fight, by the way. I saw not some great. people with this Santiago take, uh, not not from you, like other people on Twitter. Look, if, if you enjoyed it, Santiago and others, cool. Very happy for you to different strokes for different folks. I am here to tell you point blank, a majority of people would not look at that as, inter as interesting or entertaining. It was not Nine out of ten people. Like, yeah. it's if you liked it, I'm not trying to yuck your yum, man. Live think, your life. That's cool. But me and more people who watch fights than don't will say that that was not good. I I, I sense Felder was having trouble finding the words to uh, to uh, sell this fight. He was trying his best about and not just. Yeah, he was trying his best. You, you can only go to the well on the well. These guys are both big men who hit hard. So gotta be careful like you can't <laughs> say that it's honestly like i am actually surprised by how many strikes they landed because i was doing play-by-play -play for the site there were legitimately minutes of the fight where i would just text not like type nothing of consequence happened for the two minutes because it just it didn't <laughs> nothing of consequence happened i think here's the i, I think here's the issue maybe it may be expectations we're a little high for Ankaliyev, and here's the thing: 
He's been waiting for an opportunity like this for like two years. We've been waiting for him to get this opportunity. We all saw this in him and he gets it. He gets his opportunity. He gets to headline this loaded card that everyone's going to watch coming off of the pay-per-view. I mean, this is where he wants to be. Like, this is the car you want to headline coming off of an event that everyone's still talking about. And then you come out with a performance like that. Like, he wins. And good on him. Like, you go out there, you got to get that second paycheck. That's the, that's the pay structure. But you have an opportunity to jump the line here. Like everyone was saying, you go out there and you have an impressed performance. You're jumping Jan Bohovic. You're jumping Alexander Rakic. You're jumping into a title fight. Like you just – you go out there and just have some sort of an impressive victory that people are going to be talking about. You create some buzz on Twitter. Let me give you an example of how people reacted to this, OK? Ooh, this you see fun. the fighters. Yeah. You see the fighters tweeting, OK, all night long throughout the card, OK? My job tonight – outside of doing this show and the other shows was to do a Twitter reacts column. Like how does Twitter react to the fight? You know how many fighters tweeted about the result of this fight? Zero. Oh, Zero. Not was, one tweet. Not one tweet. I mean, maybe there has been since, but 10 minutes after the fight, not one fighter reaction to the fight. None. The fight was None. so nothing. Go look at the Terrence McKinney fight. Go look at the Terrence McKinney fight. Dozens. Go look at the Ooh. Song Yidong fight. Dozens. I mean, I, I had Phil like Davis has got some. Phil Davis, Phil Davis has some. And Glicus has got yeah. some. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And that's, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, that's not going to get you a title shot when no one's talking about the performance. Like, even if it was a bad, even if it was a fight. bad, boring performance. Even if it's boring, you're you're still talking about that fight was boring. It was just nothing. Like, if Ankle Life took him down, worse. if Ankle Life took him down like fourteen times and like just landed a couple of strikes, like I would still say give this man a title shot. But he's just so yeah. hesitant all night. Like I get like. I get it. We're not fighters, and I know some of you are out there. Oh, I'm sure good. Look at these guys. Never been in a cage, even though Case is about to fight in a week. So <laughs> he speaks for all of us. Damn it! But I mean, I've also been like, in a lot of fights. I've had my ass beat all the time. <laughs> not like this is sports. This is sports. This is sports. We're a lot like this is sports. If a pitcher goes out there and gives up 14 runs, we're gonna say he sucked. Like it. It just happens. You know, I mean, sometimes yeah. a pitcher goes out, gives up eight runs over six innings and gets a win. Doesn't mean it's a good win. We're not we're not right? commenting on Uncle I of the person who, by the yeah. way, a lot of ties to Hamzan Kadarov. So, you know, put that away wherever you want to deal with it. Um, but I said at the beginning of the program offhandedly, but it's honestly like super true. And everything Mike said drives home the point. That was Leon Edwards effort. Like... Look at, look at, seriously, like, look at what Leon Edwards has gone through. Leon Edwards has been chasing a title shot for three years. And whether you want to believe that that is circumstance or other people's fault, at, at a core fundamental level, he bears a large part of the responsibility because he has never capitalized on any opportunity and never made people care about him. And Uncle Iev is at real risk of being that way. Because he's five or six in the UFC's rankings. We already talked about Jan uh, Blahovich and um, dude fighting that they're going to jump him. You think Anthony Smith, who 
is charismatic and can talk is gonna is gonna just let this dude jump in. I'm like, you're gonna give that guy after that rancid performance. That's an excellent Shop? point. Like that's an everybody name. in front of him and people behind him who speak English and can promote themselves better have a window now. Like it's just again, if you liked it, I'm happy for you to like it. I'm not here to yuck your yum, man. But the reality of the situation is he blew a big chance, a big opportunity. He did the baseline thing that he needed to do, and he did not go one step beyond the bare minimum. And I, we're not going to celebrate him doing the bare minimum of success or pretend that it was good. At least I'm Guess, not. I mean, you know what other 205-er got an opportunity and made the most of it? Jamal Hill. He went in there in a the main event blew the doors off of his opponent i mean his stocks higher might is higher than ankle lives right now too like it just is like ankle lives got the winning streak but right now like who would you rather who would you rather watch fight jamal hill or magomed ankle live most people are gonna say jamal hill and santiago let me just say this the fight may have been entertaining to you but if someone walked up to you and said hey what did you think of that ufc card i've never watched it before and they said show me the best fight of the night I guarantee you that'd be like your 10th choice. You would have showed, you'd show Drew Dober, Terrence McKinney. You'd show nine other fights before you show that one. I'm sorry. I would. If you say otherwise, I don't believe you. I just don't believe you. I think the only fight that I could argue that I would, that I would show that before is maybe the JJ Aldrich, Jillian Robertson because at least they're big dudes and like casual fans are more intrinsically like interested in that. But I mean, Jillian Robinson, JJ, are just a much better fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a much more entertaining fight. Okay, right. but, but we, would show, we would show Cody Brundage's performance before oh, we show yeah. the main event. We'd but, show Damon Jackson performance. We'd show, we'd show Javid Basharat and Trevin Jones throwing hands at each other. We would show Matthew Semmelsberger and AJ Fletcher getting after it. We'd show Pajeda and Bruno Silva. We'd show Drew Dober, Terrence McKinney. We'd show the violence of Khalil Roundtree. We'd show Sadiq Yusuf, Alex Caceres having a, a technical fun battle. We would show Song Yudong knocking on Marl Marias. And then if we had time, we would show you 25 minutes of light heavyweight fights. Dude, it's also 25 minutes. It's a half yeah. hour. That's so That's long. And around, yeah. It's a lot. Okay, but of all this talk about the fight was entertaining, is Ankulayev still as good as you think he is? I do. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of the problem, though. That's kind of the problem. Yeah. Like, yeah, even though it was like, ugh, 25 minutes, God, I, wish I, I wish I had that time back, he's still just as good as we thought he was. And that's yeah. like, that's... There's nothing. There's That's nothing. Frustrating. Yeah. There's, I, there's nothing we saw tonight. We go like, oh, that was a bad 25 minutes. And I think he's not as good as I thought he was. He's, he's still. I don't. I don't think he's better than we thought he was. Maybe he is. I don't know. But he, like, he's you talk about Jamal. You talk about Jamal Hill. Like, would you pick Jamal Hill to beat Ankalaev? No. Yeah. That's and, and that's. I guess that's the thing. What what for Ankalaev? I'm. I gotta say, I'm being good cop right now. <laughs> and he, in the sense, he's still got the win. He's still. We still think. We're not moving him back in the rankings. We still think he's a I'm future buying. title contender, a future you know, title holder. You know, so it's just um, it's it's interesting. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand, and it's it's just I actually think that he he may not be as good as I thought he was, just okay. because I you have to be able to adapt. Like Anderson Silva is like really the only person who is ever able to for his entire career just 
just to be a counter striker and be like everyone either played his game or he still managed to win because he was maybe the best fighter we've ever seen and i don't think ankle has that but like look it's just you're you are lowering your opportunities for success and that's very annoying oh man i just yeah i, I saw i just got updates on the awesome bellator main event right now which i'm not watching because i'm talking about a boring fight that happened a half an hour ago instead oh, what, i've been telling all y'all i've been telling everybody borch Spinell is the best fight of the weekend i knew it's it, the best it, main event yeah it was the best I, main I, event I, i'm I, dude i'm on that drain don't worry it's like i'm yeah. on that drain i just it's just it's just one of those things that's like it's on the bellator card and like nobody knows like outside of like hardcore fans know who those guys are but those who know who those guys are know that it was going to be a great yeah. fight Dang so. oh man yeah, that's a good clip i'm looking at uh, all right. <laughs> stop it i want to watch the fight let's get done with this so i can watch other mma um right. uh oh real quick uh, a couple people asked uh yes this is a, a shining shirt oh that's cool. there you go this is a cool shirt thank you I bought it for myself for a post-Christmas sale, and this is the first time I got to wear it. Um, okay, we've talked we've talked almost nothing about this gentleman, so let's get into it. Was Alex Mahara winning tonight an upset? He entered today four and one in his career, Bruno Silva twenty-two and six. Not from a betting perspective. It wasn't an upset. And not oh, even really? from like a not even from like a fan in like a like placement perspective either, because like I tweeted out earlier tonight, Bruno Silva, I mean, no one was talking about Bruno Silva. Everyone, he was just the next victim in everybody's eyes. Alex was going to go out there and steamroll him and put him out to pasture. And I, I, I was shocked by that. But I was, I was actually really impressed with Alex Ferreira tonight. Like, he could have gone out there and delivered a two-minute knockout. But the fact that he went three rounds, the fact that he overcame some adversity, he had to do some different things. He had a battle. He had to do some takedown defense. But was it the prettiest fight of all time? No. But did he go out there and do the damn thing against a tough season guy? Yeah. I, I wasn't wasn't shabby at all. Are you are you saying that AK Lee's dream of Alex Bahia versus Israel Adesanya next? Is that is that alive? Is that alive, Mike? No, it's not alive. Yeah, okay, there you go. But I, I'm but, so mad AK is doing Bellator not on this show because I wanted to spend 20 minutes just being like, AK, you sweet summer child. But, Jed, would you throw him into a matchup with the top 10 guy right now? Would you throw him in there with Sean Strickland? I would throw him in there with Derek Brunson tomorrow and have, and like, Spoiler alert, that's my on, on to the next one pick. I'm throwing Alex Pereira in there with Derek Brunson right now. Sink or swim time. Derek Brunson got one fight left on his deal. He said he's going to be retired after this. Either you get a huge win and go out on top against a guy and halt some momentum, or you get bolted and you, cat you catapult this dude into a title fight with Israel Adesanya. So, I, I, I mean, that's, that's how I would do it. Do you think the UFC will do that? Like, do you think – Maybe they're probably not going to throw him in there and give him the AK treatment and throw him right into a title fight, but they're going to try I to think, fast track this guy. And they should. And they should. Yeah. Casey, you go. Oh, uh, I want to hear more from you, Casey. <laughs> um, yes. I, AK is ridiculous, first of all. He's just ridiculous. <laughs> that was just a, a ridiculous take. But um, he's clearly a, he's a good MMA middleweight, but he's super excited. He's great for TV. He looks mean. Like his, 
his hooks, his left hook, like, I don't know if, if I saw Jed say, say this, uh, we were talking, but like, everything's just so effortless. I don't know how he does it, how he generates so much scary power with so seemingly low effort, but he's just, he's incredibly fun to watch. And um, yeah, I personally, I want him, I want, I'd rather see the, him versus Strickland. I think he should get a top 10 fighter. Um, I don't know if a guy like Strickland would take that fight. But um, I would love to see that fight, and I think it's a favorable matchup for um, Mr. Pereira. But uh, your 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 uh, suggestion about Mr. Brunson, I think, is actually that we'll find out much more about Alex Pereira if he can beat Derek Brunson, and it makes sense career-wise and contract-wise. So, uh, yeah, I th- <laughs> there's nothing I saw tonight. I go, oh man, is he scared? You know. Axper is good. He, he's a scary dude, obviously, in there. But um, I, I, I want to see more. And with the age and everything, I think he has to. I think he has to be fast tracked. Yeah. Yeah, I think Brunson's perfect. I, I honestly did not. Don't feel great about. I thought his. He did a lot of things that are constructive to a successful MMA career tonight. Um, I left that thinking, oh, he's going to really struggle against some of the guys at the top of this division if he has, ever has to face him. Like, because even like in kickboxing, he's much more an aggressive guy who wants to be leading the offense. Um, I, his power does really impress the hell out of me because he has to have like super dense bones or something. Yeah. He barely, he barely like swings and it's thudding power. It's not like, Ooh, precisely click. It's just like the whole body is shifting of Bruno Silva. It was a thick dude. And so like, it is, that was the thing that was the most impressive to me. It's just like how much he could move Silva's body by what appeared to just be lightly tapping him. Um, and that's some stuff that you just can't really teach. So that's great. But, um, I really didn't, he's not that great, or at least he wasn't that great tonight defensively. And Silva didn't have, uh, Silva's pretty limited in like what he can do offensively. Like he is very effective with what he can, but there's not a huge diversity there. And he doesn't have that many tools to get the road going, but he was still having success kind of by just doing a high guard and saying, I don't really care. And just coming forward and and putting hands on, like he did a lot of high blocking and just was willing to eat shots. And so like, I'm pretty sure you can't physically hurt Marvin Vittori with a baseball bat. So like if he fought Marvin Vittori the same way he fought tonight, Vittori is just going to walk through him and do rough and tumble Vittori things to him. So like, I think Brunson is – I think you nailed it. It's perfect. Brunson is hittable. Brunson tires out. Brunson also has a clear path to victory. I was not all that encouraged by the wrestling of Bahia. I mean, it wasn't – he got up, and that was fine. But also those were the first takedowns Bruno Silva's shot in, like, maybe his entire MMA career. And they succeeded. So that's also maybe not a great sign. I think there's – there was good and bad, um, but I think you got to fast track him because of the age, because I don't like his chances to like climb up the ladder. So I think Brunson's perfect. He can win that. And if he wins it, title shot, let's go. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. 
I, w- right. I would like to see the Strickland fights. I think it'll be just fun to see, and I it'll definitely be fun. That fight will be more fun than the Brunson fight. Yeah, I think the Brunson, the Brunson fight either fight goes will... one, it goes one way, the other pretty fast. The Strickland yeah. fight's going to be kind of wild. Yeah, the only fun part of the Brunson fight is to see if Brunson can hang on, because I'm real confident he'll get takedowns in round one. It's just how long he can, can keep he? sitting on him, yeah. or if he can get a finish, because <laughs> otherwise it's just. But yeah, the Strickland fight's way more fun. <laughs> but bro, I, I like take the Pahea fight too, because he can clearly see a path to victory, and that's a big marquee win to end his career on. Like, I think he'd take it. I think both sides take it. It's a win-win. You've done it. You've done it, Mike. Great work. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, sorry, I had to. Future out, no point coming. Yeah. Uh... Man, it sounds like we're missing a very good fight right now. On, on um, I know I'm a little bummed. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm like, all right, I'm trying to wrap it up, guys. Uh, it's like we're missing a very good fight right now. Oh, 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 wrong screen, wrong screen. Um, let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about what's next for this gentleman. Do you think this is the last main event for Santos? Yeah, very likely. Though I wouldn't say for certain. People still seem to think he's a fun fighter, even though he's not. It's been a while. It's not. And, like, that's, again, I I don't blame tonight on him. But I said in the pre-show, he has not been fun since John Jones. And whether it's just because he blew out both his knees, that's, like, a totally reasonable answer to me. He's 38. He's married and happy. Like, I don't know the reason. But he used to be fun, and he has not been fun in, like, four years. Yeah. His last fights are John Jones, which was not a fun fight. Glover Teixeira, which he mostly just got sat on, though he was relatively fun at the very beginning of that before Glover just started doing Glover things. Rakic was an awful fight. Johnny Walker was an awful fight. This fight was an awful fight. There's a through line. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And Thiago Santos. Does Santos Roundtree make sense? Or is that too far up the ladder for Khalil? Uh, I'd watch probably that fight. Too, I'd watch it. It probably is too far because I don't Khalil's not ranked and yeah. Santos Santos is only gonna drop to like eight in the UFC's rankings. Okay. Cause I think he's They're like bad. five. So he's yeah, he's gonna drop to like he'll still be a top ten. That's a that's a Live was six. So they probably just get his flip flop. Oh, if if they were five and six, then they probably will just flip flop. Yeah. So but maybe that, Santos just maybe Santos just needs that proper dance partner. That's all. He, I think that I think similarly that would help him. You know. Yeah, I, I think more as a, as a dance partner thing, more than a ranking thing. But uh, Anthony yeah. Smith, do that again. They had a good fight when yeah, they yeah. fought. They, they fought at eighty five, right? Was that or was that two hundred five? Yeah, yeah, it was at eighty five. Yeah, does Anthony Smith have a fight right now? Am I, am I forgetting? Stuff? No idea. No, I like. No, I like him. I, I mean, if they did that, I'd, I think be, Anthony. Smith I, I feel like that fight should have happened like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Jamal Hill would be good for Anthony Smith. I mean, there's there's lots of options. Yeah. Lots of fun options. Jamal Hill talk Tiago Santos is because Jamal Hill probably will come at him and make a fight. That's actually that actually might be the fight. That pro- I think that might be it. I think there's exciting fights for Santos still. I, I just don't think we'll see him in a, a five rounder for a while. Probably not. Though I don't know, man. They, I mean, there's, they, a, lot of, there's a lot of fight nights up. There's a lot of fight nights, and he has a big hammer and it looks really tough. He's gonna post. They gotta get 46 of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I thought the, I thought tonight was going to be a breakout performance for this gentleman, but um, it kind of was, but in a different way. Who should be Kenny fight next after a short notice loss? Um, I saw somebody say reward. Literally, oh, this yeah, is a tweet from a media member. Reward him with a fight with Jim Miller because he stepped in on short notice. And I like this individual but that is just a silly idea and a silly tweet because why would you do that? Because um, Jim Miller has a would have a really good. I mean, I love I I like Terrence McKinney is a super exciting guy and he will be a super exciting guy every time he fights. But I picked Drew Dober to win for the exact reason that we saw tonight because Drew is tough and he's super durable. And if Terrence if he if he Terrence fights somebody and they can survive that early flurry then they will win the fight. Like that's what happens most of the time. Like if he goes in there, stands and trades. And that was like my thing. I was like, what Terrence McKinney are we going to see? Are we going to see a Terrence McKinney who feels like he's got nothing to lose? He's going to go in there and just throw bombs at Drew Dober. That's not a good recipe. Or is he going to be tactical and just take him down 15 times? Because if he does that, he'll win the fight. But the Jim Miller idea is, yeah, he could have. Absolutely could have. The Jim Miller idea, I can't, I don't like it all for the same reasons. Jim, Jim Miller, yeah, he's been finished, but he's still pretty durable. And if he survives that early onslaught, he's going to tap Terrence McKinney in the second round. And that's just not good for Terrence McKinney because now you're just, now he's got two losses in a row. And now you slow the guy down. What you do with, with Terrence McKinney, Jed, and let's see if you agree with this or not, is you throw him in there with another exciting but less technical guy. You let them have a scrap. And you let you Terrence McKinney get over, man. Like, you just, I, I don't have a name you in particular. Name. I have a name. I have, to, I have to look. All right, give me the name. Give me the name. Uh, this gentleman and Mr. McKinney have uh, had several exchanges on Twitter about potentially fighting each other and then not. And then there was, like, a miscommunication. And they're all good. They smoothed it all over. But they both admitted that, like, yeah, we're probably going to face each other somewhere. And he happens to be fighting next weekend. And I think he's actually not like that great of a lightweight, but people like the hell out of Patty Pimblett. And when he beats Rodrigo Vargas, I would watch the hell out of that fight. Um, and it's, I think it's a good one. I think he beats the crap out of mm. Patty Pimblett. I, I think he probably does, but you know, I want to see it though. I want to see, I'm it. interested in watching that fight and that feels I am not on the we can build Patty Pimblett into a star because I just frankly do not think he is too technically deficient to make like a good run at this division. So Terrence McKinney, I think, has a lot more promise in that regard. So match those two up. It'll be a I fun think fight. like I think Alexander Hernandez would be a good fight. That'd be like a pretty good name. Um, yeah. Still feels like maybe a bridge too far. Yeah, Scott Holt Scott Holtzman would be fun. Well, hot sauce. Never, I mean, they're just gonna go in there and off. yeah, they're just gonna yeah. go in there and just have a hockey fight until somebody falls down. Like that might be the actual choice. I wouldn't be bad. The reality is, I'll take anybody. Doesn't matter because if you pick two names out of a habit lightweight, it's gonna be a banger. It just doesn't matter. And Moicano. On there's, that there's note, though, sure. I just. I just want to say shouts to Drew Dober because while Cleo Roundtree and uh, Javid Basharat had, you know, the heartwarming best post fights, Drew Dober came with the name. 
all in on the Bobby Green fight. That love that call out. That it. There's a great call out. That's a great fight. We might as well go ahead and book that for three months from now. That's a plus effort by a man with a a really brilliant chin. Like just the profile. You can't. That's Terrence McKinney. That was where he screwed up. He tried to knock out that guy with that <laughs> chin. Come on. It was just so cool seeing him up there because he had the chin. He was busted up in the face. He had like bruises all over his chest, his arms. Like you could tell, I mean, he was welted up from that beating that Terrence McKinney gave him. And he just fought right through it, man. That was good stuff. I know this is a bit of a hot take, but I thought when McKinney threw his hat in to fight Islam Mahachev last week, was it last week or two weeks ago? Whatever. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. I thought, I think, I think McKinney had, would have had a better shot of beating Mahachev than Bobby Green did. You are, well, it's a hot take because it's obviously an insane take and I respect you for it. It's less of a hot take because as I mentioned after that fight, it's not like we would have done substantially worse against Islam <laughs> <than Bobby laughs> Green did. Like, it's very hard for anybody to have done worse, which is not a, not casting aspersions on Bobby Green. But people were excited about Bobby Green and Islam yeah. Remember the hype they that were. was going on? People were like, whoa, it's yeah. going to happen. The big upset is yeah. going to happen. That's a testament to Islam, not a disparagement of Bobby Green. Okay. But it's the same as a knife, like a knife cutting through tissue paper versus a knife cutting through... I don't know, uh, a sterner type of paper. It's <laughs> a bad a analogy. Paper, but tissue paper versus like, is, a, a paper, like a brown paper towel, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. All <laughs> I'm saying is it's not like Bobby Green showed out against Islam. So McKinney couldn't have done much worse. Yeah. Terrence, I mean, Terrence would have approached it the exact same way as he approached tonight's fight he just which would have I gone think, in there and swung his ass off which i think would have been interesting it would have been interesting because bobby yeah. green didn't do that you know he didn't but bobby as soon green. as islam but as soon as islam got a hold of him like the fight's over that's against covington i wrote about that for the site i was like he has two choices he can try and win a long fight here's how he could do it he won't win but sure or he could just go for broke for two minutes and if he gets it he got it and if he doesn't he's done but you know there's value in that effort. I don't think he <laughs> should have done it because he easily took Dover like Dover down when they randomly were like connected. It wasn't even a take. It was like, oh, Drew's here. Now he's on the ground. Like he could have just done that for 15 minutes and won, and my bet would have cashed. And I'd be happier. <laughs> but he went to the fun thing, so I can't be mad. He did a very fun thing. Yeah. Are we just as high on McKinney as a fighter coming into this, regardless yeah, sure. of the outcome? Like yeah, if I'm he, as high on him now as I mean I'm just as high. I yeah. he didn't lose anything. Yeah, me too, me too. I, I feel that way too. Even actually, even 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 if he would have defeated Dober with like one more shot, I I, I would still have kind of McKinney exactly where I have him in my mind. You know, he's like he's a, he's still the same fighter. I feel like I think he's just a really fun action fighter. Like I think that's gonna yeah. be it. And that's a lot of people have had a lot of really successful careers with that. I think if like like. Like different versions of like say like a Lando Venata type of fighter, just like yeah, you dude. just know it's gonna be crazy. You'll never fight for a title, but you know it's gonna be crazy. And those are just fun fights. Terrence McKenney could be like a Justin Gaethje type of fighter. Like Gaethje like was able to 
take the chaos and control it at some point, like in the latter part of his career. Like once he got to the UFC, lost a couple fights and just got a little bit older and realized like, I can't to take, I can't have many more of these kinds of fights. I have to like be a little more assertive with how I approach things because I want to like live a healthy life after fighting. And then he's kind of like controlled the chaos a little bit. But he could wrestle if he wants to. Like, I mean, Terrence McKinney is a very similar guy. Like, Terrence, I'm not comparing them right now, but McKinney has a lot of like Gaethje esque qualities to him with the way that he fights. Because Gaethje, like, early on in his career, just went for broke. Like, just went out there, went for broke, and then but had if the he cardio, didn't get you though. out of there early, but had the cardio that McKinney a little does bit, end up, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. Right, he got it now, but he didn't like when he first like it, some of it was it, it definitely had some cardio because he's mm-hmm. such a nut. But eventually, like when he's fighting the Poiriers and fighting these other guys, oh okay, you're talking about that. Like I'm you could like, see yeah. him fade down. I was, thinking like, I was thinking like WSOF days. Like you're talking about. Oh like, god, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just that that. I mean, that version of Justin Gaethje is just that's not a human being. Great place. Yeah. One more question. Um, you just want to watch this fifth round, don't you, Casey? Yeah, yeah, You're trying yeah. to rush us out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, this, this, this will be my last time on a show because I'm not going to be any shows next week because I have something to worry about. Um, no, 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 no. Before you make the walk, you're coming on the post fight show. show. Come on now. You. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> I'll call in. Yeah. Yes. That's so um, I don't um, – if you want to go to the Commerce Casino, you can buy a ticket, 65 bucks. Tell them, tell them, give them my last name so I get 20% of the, the, the ticket. Uh, <laughs> and um, I don't have the stream link yet, but they said it's streaming. And check uh, my social media. I'm sure lots of people will share it. But, uh, yeah, so um, next Saturday uh, I'll be fighting between 5.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. Not sure what time. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So sometime around then. Mm. Mike, are we doing a Twitter Spaces? We should do. A, we no. should do a Twitter Spaces. Oh, this, this is horrible. This is so scary. Fifth round. <laughs> All right, fifth round going on. We have three and a half minutes left, so I'm gonna let you guys go watch the rest of this fight because this is a main event worth talking about. Yeah. Right here, Mads Brunel, Adam Borch, just getting after it. Uh, I mean, this is just ridiculous. I've turned out for 15 seconds. It's already better than the UFC main event. So. <laughs> uh, it was a good night of fights. Overall, solid night for the UFC. Weekend. Did not end. A lot of, a lot yeah, of good fights. Solid weekend. One, one championship. Don't forget one. One championship. One championship. Hitters, baby. Hitters. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. For Casey, for Jed, I am Mike AKI back tomorrow. For on to the next one. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. <laughs> You're all right. <laughs> You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial 
losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.